Good morning. Rise and shine. Happy Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking that. Now listen, it's early. We tired, so we may be talking a little crazy mm-hmm. this morning. But we're going to get right on in. Um, okay, so today's topic is uncrowning survival mode. Yes. So, Miss Ebony, tell us what we mean by survival mode. So, um, survival mode is something that we all um, get into basically to survive. So, um, you know, we it's just like a coping mechanism. So, um, I think we've all done it. You spoke about your story on how you, um, how basically, you know, you just started surviving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so Jesus. we okay, so basically this came about me and Ebony were in my house talking and I was telling her that I had gone to this conference um yes. hosted by Ebony King and she brought up um how she realized that she was um living in survival mode based on things that happened in her past. So then of course I applied that to myself and started thinking about that because I never really thought about that and when she said that I'm just like wow because mm-hmm. it was just so powerful and I could see how certain things that happen in our past, um, even when we were little, mm-hmm. can affect how we view and how we react to certain things. Right. And because we've like brought that with us into our adulthood, um, we may be blocking ourselves or getting ourselves stuck in things or not even responding to things properly based on stuff that happened to us years and years ago. And Correct. we've like, it's a distorted worldview mm-hmm. based on past pain or trauma or hurt um, insecurities, like it, it causes so many things that can happen. It, it affects how we respond to things. So, right. for instance, <clears throat> I thought about in my own life. Mm-hmm. So, um, growing up, I saw a lot of domestic violence. So, right. that obviously gave me an issue with men, first of all, first and foremost. And then it also caused me to fear conflict or to avoid it altogether because I saw the extreme of what happened when people argue Mm -hmm. um you know men hitting women or whatever I experienced that even to this day like a man can't raise his voice to me like I literally be ready to fight like it's just like fight or flight that's Mm -hmm. that's the actual survival mode is fight or flight kill or be killed so in my head a man can't ever yell at a woman because because I'm on attack mode at that point um somebody that I already know is coming to me like with you know a hard conversation or I know we're about to argue about something or disagree about it I already put up a wall because I'm like nope you're trying to steal my joy you're trying to steal my peace I don't like conflict and I know if it gets out of control where it could end up of course obviously you know that person obviously may not ever um you know physically fight me but I'm just like in my head that's what I'm thinking you're about to do because of what I saw when I was a kid. But obviously, I'm 33 years old. So that was years and years and years ago. But because of that, it affects how I react to conflict and how I react to just handling a conversation where we're not going to agree. So, um, what, so what was your... Jesus. What was your, um, what was your survival mode back then? So what... So, as a kid, like, growing up, like, literally, I'm five years old fighting a man off my mama, basically, or my aunties. Like, and... Any of my cousins, aunties, they will tell you, I've gone off on, I'm like a kid going off on their husbands, telling them off, putting them in their place, because I'm just like, and I I think I talked about this, I've always been like a defender of people, especially Mm -hmm. women, like, you couldn't talk to my aunties or my mom or any type of way, you couldn't do anything, but that's because of what I was seeing 
and experiencing as a kid. So I was literally fighting off a grown man at five years old, trying to protect my mama or protect my aunties. That loud noise, the fighting, the arguing, that to this day stays with me. Like if Mallory drops something loud, or if I hear something loud, I'm literally like, oh, like, like about to go into tag mode. Like that's literally, it's an automatic response. Mm. I can't hear loud noises. I can't, a man cannot yell at me. He can't raise his voice. Like everything has to be extremely peaceful. And like I said, that's it, it brought up an issue with me with men. Okay. So because of that experience, <clears throat> again, it's affecting how I respond to things 20 some years later. Mm-hmm. As far as maybe you being, um, you know, just kind of like non-confrontational maybe? Right. And that's why I said trying to avoid the conflict because I don't want it to escalate. So gotcha. any, 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 any type of negative, um, negative conversation or not even a negative conversation, just a disagreement. Like mm-hmm. if my husband comes to me, you know, about, I know he's about to say something negative. I'm like, nope, I don't want to hear it. Like yeah. I'm trying to stop it before it ever even gets started. Okay. And obviously, like I said, that's blocking so many things because me, you talked about on an episode about, um, how you you know you you want to tell me certain things, but you're like, no, nah, I can't say this because she's gonna get mad just for me bringing it up, and right. that's what I'm saying. It, it stops you from having, um, like good conversations or constructive conversations about things that you know need to either help me or whatever we're do- dealing with. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to avoid it. Like I literally, I've told you, but I don't want to hear. It. Like time, I time somebody comes to me with something that I think is going to be a difficult conversation where we're not going to agree or we could possibly argue I'm like no I don't want to hear it like I don't want to talk about it like I'm literally getting mad mm-hmm. just because it's being brought up yeah so that and that's what I'm saying that's bled over into so many different areas of my life mm-hmm. just from that one trauma growing up um so that's why we wanted to talk about that today as mm-hmm. far as because we you know we go through life we don't even realize how we respond and react to certain things is based on something that happened to us years ago exactly um so really quick, I want to mention some signs that you know that you're in survival mode. Okay. So um, one sign is you are doing everything you can just to get through the day. Okay. Can you relate? Yes. Okay. Um, you have focused all your energy on the next 24 hours, so you are unable to even think about the next day, never mind the next that's week. That's me every time. That's, I promise yeah, you, one of my friends, uh, <laughs> Devin, mm-hmm. when I tell you that's a really, really good trait of her, she, I went to her house the other day. She already has her Valentine's Day stuff up. Christmas mm-hmm. stuff down, Valentine's Day stuff up. She's always thinking ahead, like, well, you know, our birthday is right around the corner. Our birthday's in April. It's January. I'm like, I literally will text her, don't talk to me about nothing in April. Literally, I'm just trying to get through today. So that is definitely one. one. Okay, you can only consider, well, one task at a time. Yeah. Okay, that one, <laughs> I am a multitasker, okay. so I don't agree with that one. Um, you feel utterly alone and helpless. You push others away without thinking because you don't have time or energy to deal with it. Or you don't eat properly. Sleep is a foreign concept. Um, Etc. So those are just a few, and I will um, just briefly speak about my own survival mode, which I spoke okay. with you before. Um, it says you don't eat properly. So remember, I told you um, one thing that I noticed. So um, of course, I was a teenage mom, had my son when I was eighteen, um, and so I was also a single mom, but I was also trying to navigate, you know, graduating college. Right. So um, high school. Uh-uh. I had already graduated high school. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was trying to graduate college while I had my son. Okay, gotcha. So, you remember I was telling you, um, now I'm having to deal with the effects of, he, he's a really bad eater. You know, Brandon doesn't eat right. He's 15 years old now. Doesn't like vegetables, but that's because when I was in survival mode, I was literally not focusing on, like, nourishment right. and nutrition and all that. I was just focusing on getting it done. Right. Providing a meal, whether it was fast food, whether it was whatever, you know, just, just eat something. Make right. sure that you're fed instead of what you're putting in your body. Right. So that was survival mode for me because I just wanted to 
you know, I was just surviving. Like, right. I was trying to get through and make sure that both of us were fed and graduate school right. and work full-time and provide for him. So that was my survival mode. So those are just some um, just key points when you know that you're in survival mode. Right. And then, so, <clears throat> excuse me, did you, um, I think you came up with a Bible character mm-hmm. um, that you thought was was characterized by or always in survival mode. Yep. Who was that? Moses. Okay, why you say that? Because Moses, he literally was in survival mode from the beginning, from the jump. So you remember when he was a baby, so um, the Pharaoh did not want any, um, I think he made, he wanted to get rid of all the baby boys. So he literally said, you know, had, well, I guess Pharaoh, what's, what am I trying to say? Moses' mom, um, Moses' mom pretty much had to give him away. Okay. You know, so she put Moses as a baby. She put him into the riverbank, and then um, he was left there until the Pharaoh's daughter got him. Right. So then he had to survive um, in the palace. You know, then he had, after, when he was an adult, he literally killed, um, I think, an Egyptian. Then he had to survive, like, running away from yep. that. So he Land ran away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just throughout his whole life, he was just literally surviving throughout, you know, lead, leading the Israelites. Everything that he did, he literally was surviving from a baby up until his death. Right. So the purpose of today's topic is to show you, obviously, first of all, what survival mode is, which mm-hmm. we've explained, and then to also give you tips on how to get out of it, or first of all, to recognize it, that's the first part, right. and then steps to get out of survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you find on that? Steps to get out of survival mode? Yeah. Okay. Give me one second. So um, number one, it says go into the eye of the storm. So that means basically go into it knowing that there's an issue. Like they always say the number one um, number one thing to do is admit that there's a problem. You have to be aware. You have to say, I am struggling. I am in survival mode. This is not normal. This is not um, healthy. So then you have to go into it knowing that. So you okay. basically have to face it. Okay. Um, also let your feelings out um, you know that's just sharing with others whether it's crying whether it's just being vulnerable because you have to be vulnerable to heal it and then see I I think we talked about that before about how I don't do that so I put up a wall um, it's very hard for me to explain my feelings I told you even when I talked to God I'm just like I don't think I should be saying all of this like yeah. I literally had a fear of just explaining my feelings and I had to come at it like I literally just started coming out at last year, Mm -hmm. going to God with real feelings of how I felt, whether it's anger, disappointment, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and just feeling comfortable with that because I've always had a wall up, like, protecting. Mm -hmm. I thought it was protecting myself, but it's literally trapping yourself. So we talked about that, how when you put up walls, you're not protecting yourself, you're trapping yourself. Right. Um, So I've had to learn how to come out of that. Has that helped you? Yes, because it's like... It's like I'm getting things off my chest. So it's so much built up on the inside of me because I'm holding in those feelings or hiding those feelings. And when it finally does come out, it doesn't come out in a good way because now at this point I'm snapping. Right. So getting it out right then and there, like you said, facing it head on basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the pastors called it um, facing the roar or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just, just going at it um, head on, like just getting it out. So now I'm learning to say what I have to say, regardless of that, because I'm always thinking, like, okay, if I say this, this is going to happen. They're not going to like me. They're not going to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm learning in um, how to just say how I feel, whether it's wrong, whether you don't agree with it, whether whatever. It could be wrong, yeah. but these are my feelings I'm getting out, so then I can 
accept, you know, um, advice or suggestions or when I'm praying to God, he can show me myself, basically, mm-hmm. because at that point, you're you're hiding your heart. Your um, Pastor Carmelie told me um, it's so many doors in your heart and you're only giving God access to um, certain, certain doors. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're closing these doors even to God himself so-called trying to protect yourself but mm-hmm. it's trapping you so i'm learning to come out of that yeah. which has actually helped a lot and you've been talking about facing your fears a lot too so um, exactly something about this fear that mm-hmm. i've been seeing in so many messages about the spirit of fear and how it literally traps us it's it it keeps us from doing so many things because we're afraid of whatever it may be mm-hmm. um but that's that's the tactic of the enemy to keep us in fear and in bondage so that mm-hmm. we won't move into all that God has for us. Exactly. So we're going to definitely have to talk about fear on another episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what else? Um, focusing on today only. Um, that's actually something I have to work on because I tend to either look, <clears throat> I tend to either look behind me or in my past, or I tend to look in the future instead of just focusing on the present. Like okay. they say, the present is a gift. So, um, that's what they call it. Present. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, so just focusing on today only um, and not, you know, like what, what has happened or what will happen. So okay. just being present in today. Because, um, and that's another thing you said mm-hmm. earlier about fear of the unknown. Um, just we, we, we don't fear being in our comfort zone, obviously, because it's our comfort zone. We've learned it. We know it. But then when you start thinking about other things that you don't know about, mm-hmm. the future, unknown, whatever, that's when the fear arises because you don't know the outcome and what you talk about a lot, you aren't in control. Right. Like, we have a problem of letting go of control because we're scared of what will happen if we do that. Exactly. Um, and I, when you brought that up earlier about the fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. I thought about this quote, I always, well, I don't always hear it, but it's on a movie that I watch a lot. Um, Better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Like, mm. it's just you and in this particular movie this lady is in a, a horrible relationship mm-hmm. and she's telling somebody else better him th- who i know than somebody else i don't i'm like mm-hmm. if you're already in a horrible yes. relationship what do you mean but it's that comfort zone like yes. she had gotten used to that that's all she knew something else that she didn't know or something you know somebody different that she didn't know exactly. she was fearful of oh, so good. yeah fear is it, it's, it's it's a beast and yes. we're gonna have to deal with that um on another episode so okay what mm-hmm. else um, simplifying your life. So that means um, making everything just easier. So if there's any financial hardships or, I mean, I know financial hardships come, but if there's anything um, that you need to, like, clear out debt, if you need to um, um, just focus on anything that is, like, weighing you down, get rid of it. So simplifying your not life, um, focusing on your positive relationships, um, friendships, um, just anything positive. So make it very simple. Don't focus on losses or trauma or anything like that. Okay. All right. So when we are, let me see, it's, um, I'm going to give an example of it. So, which I'm seeing that fear may have, again, I think fear is involved in this survival mode. So like I said, with my, with my example, Mm -hmm. it's a fear of the outcome, basically. It's a fear of the conflict, obviously. It's a fear of not wanting something to escalate to the point of fighting okay. because I have this trigger in my head as far as what what that experience is. Mm-hmm. What, a, what an experience is when a man is beating on a woman that has bled over into how I deal with men in general, how I deal with um, hard conversations or whatever. Mm-hmm. So 
it's this fear. You know how like when you have butterflies or whatever, or when you're like you're anticipating some pain mm-hmm. and you kind of like clench down to stop it, like mm-hmm. or to try to control how much pain you feel or whatever, like mm-hmm. just like getting waxed or something like that. Right. You're like getting, you're bearing down, getting ready for this pain that you you think or you, that you know is about to come. Mm-hmm. So it's like this automatic natural response that we do again it's all all about protecting ourselves or protecting our lives or protecting whatever in the moment so when you're having that feeling in your head it's so many outcomes that's going on in your mind like oh what if this happens Mm -hmm. so let me protect myself or what if that happens let me protect myself and again it's all going back to fear of why are we why do you think we expect the worst instead of the best i think it's just like I think it's natural human nature for us to expect the worst because um, I just think that's just how every, how how a lot of people um, their minds I think is just wired like that and you have to have discipline and to you know change it to switch it to where you do think more positive because you know like we talked about before I think it's almost natural that we think negative right until we train ourselves to think positive so um, maybe we do it because we just like I guess. Um, to avoid disappointment, maybe. Okay, so again, protecting ourselves. Um, prepare for disappointment, I guess. Right. Um, that's a good question. That's so we, question. no, that was a good response, too. Disciplining our minds, and again, everything goes back to, everything begins in our minds, yep. the battlefield of the mind, as Joyce Myers calls it. Exactly. But it's, it's just our thoughts, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I know you have to guard your heart, because out of it, the Bible says, everything flows. So mm-hmm. it's a heart mm-hmm. issue. If your thoughts are being overwhelmed by fear or, you know, negative outcomes, oh, this will happen, the worst will happen, that's, again, a trick of Satan. He's lying to you. So at that point, like you said, if you're disciplining your mind, which I've learned um, recently, every time you do get a negative thought or every time you, you know, think the worst or whatever, Mm -hmm. you have to be like, okay, that's a lie. God said blah, blah, blah. So if you're having financial difficulty, because my daughter actually said, she said this like twice, and I told her each time. She was mm-hmm. like, um, oh, you pay for that? Uh, so she she has this thing about money. So she, anything she sees, I don't care if you spend $5 on it, she's going to say, okay, are we broke now? Like, she literally said that. So I'm like, so she said that recently twice. I'm like, no. I was like, time she said, I was like, no. I was like, we'll never be broke. I was like, she was like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, I said, we'll never be broke. We're the wow. lender and not the borrower. Mm-hmm. So, but again, how often do I attack a lie with the truth? Right. We, I don't want to say lazy, but we just, you know, let me not think about that. But yeah. no, you need to think about what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. And when what you're thinking about is negative and against, or not according to God's word, you have right. to combat it right then and there with mm-hmm. the truth. So like you said, that was good. Discipline yeah. our minds or whatever. That's another way that you can try to get up out of the fear, first and foremost. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the result of that, which is this survival mode that we're living in, responding in, reacting mm-hmm. to, because we're actually looking at everything we're seeing with the eyes of that per- uh, <laughs> that's the stutter okay <laughs> i can't even get it out so we're looking at each new situation with the eyes mm-hmm. of the person that was hurt in the past right. so how i view something conflict or whatever i'm not thinking about it as oh this is my husband coming to me with a valid concern or this is my best friend coming to me with a valid concern mm-hmm. is Oh, you tr- you coming for me? You're trying to attack me? Like it's it's a distorted view of the truth. Mm. Um, so that's what we have to get out of, and that's why the discipline your mind is key. First and foremost, like you said, recognizing that it's there, mm-hmm. um, because what you think somebody is doing to you or coming for you or whatever mm-hmm. may not be the truth in that's that true. instance. So, and the key thing you also said, 
focusing on your good friendships, your positive friendships, right. because people who know you like that, like you and me, in our relationship, we can tell each other, okay, hey, this is, I don't think, you know, I don't feel that that's that or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you have good people in your life who can tell you, okay, maybe that's not what they meant, or maybe that's not what was happening. Right, so, that's true. That was good. Um, and it's funny, because the next one is shifting your fear, and it basically says that, make a decision. Wow. So, with fear, you just literally make a choice. You make a conscious effort to say, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make a different, you know, decision this time, and this is what it's going to be. So, it's literally just yes or no wow. or I'm going to do it I'm not going to do it okay trust and have faith okay so, that trust uh, mm-hmm. is key yes ma'am um, trust that what you're expecting right now is absolutely perfect for your growth so mm-hmm. that means um, goes back to what you know we talked about that a couple of episodes ago but um, just trusting that where God has you is exactly where he, where he has you so you're basically you know purposely placed for such a time as this right where you need to be so just trust the process and that trusting so I, I don't know if we talked about this last time about um um, where I said this woman, um, she the doctors caught her in and was like, uh, we need to do further testing. We see a lump or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, she went into fear mode of, oh, my gosh, what if it's cancer, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, right before the um, meeting, when she had to go back to find out the results, she was like, okay, look, I'm not going to um, be in fear. Uh, if it is cancer, God will be there with me. He will get me through that. Mm-hmm. So, basically, if the worst happens, God still got me. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset you have to have. And, of course, she gets to the doctor's office and she does not have cancer. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we expect the worst immediately right. instead of saying basically the best thing you could possibly say is, God, if the worst if the worst does happen, mm-hmm. I'm still good. I'm still in your hands because he says he causes all things to work for the good for those who love the Lord. So even when bad things happen in our lives, it's doing something. We may not always know. We may, Of course, we're not going to like how it feels. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's doing, what his plan is, but we know that it's going to eventually work for the good. Exactly. So just thinking about that. Um, the last one, it says choose what you focus on. So um, law of attraction, you know, me, you talk about that a lot, manifestation. Mm. Um, so that's basically putting out, um, not to the universe because we believe in God, but uh, basically <laughs> just putting it out um, to God. And like you said, uh, replaying his word, replaying what he says. Um, affirmations, right. daily affirmations are good. Um, do you do affirmations? Not daily, but I do. <laughs> um, I have some on my desk now, like you said. It's, I have them on my desk so that I can look at them and do it, but obviously I just sometimes, you know, just get busy and right. forget. But um, those are good, you know, just affirming yourself, affirming what God says about you, affirming exactly. what he says about um, your life, your promises, and his promises, and um, all of that, and having a vision. Mm, number, that number, vision. Yeah, that vision is powerful, so. Stay focused on your vision. Follow the steps to manifest it. Um, focus on all the abundance in your life right now. Okay. Being grateful for exactly where you're at. And then uh, continue just to basically, um, you know, like the, it's early, y'all. Just stay with me. Um, the, what is, <laughs> the fish and the barley loaf. Um, okay. Oh, barley. Okay. <laughs> just focusing on, even though it seems like we have a little right now, we right. don't have a lot. Um, being grateful for what we have so that way God can come back and give it back to us exactly to yes expansion yes and that so that manifestation you're saying law of attraction the the bad example of that is we all know people in our lives who are always negative they mm-hmm. always literally complaining about something yeah everything is about them oh like I, and i actually have people in my life like that i'm just like yeah. do you not think everybody's going through something right now like yeah. i'm talking about negative 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 and as we mean you talked about 
it's always something happening. <laughs> like it's literally <laughs> always that something happening to them. Yes, and like you said, if you focus in only on our complaints, we could all complain. If yeah. you're only focusing on the negative, that's what you're going to get. Literally, I'm not kidding. It's it's real. Like that's you true. literally are making yourself go through harder and harder and harder circumstances because you're not, first of all, like you said, being yeah. grateful. Um, and basically, because he says, thank God in all things. Mm-hmm. So even when it's bad, and I told you about this, I, which I'll um, testify to later, but I had a trial last week. Mm-hmm. And I told you when I was going home, I was like angry. I was like, um, you know, this does not feel good. Again, learning to talk to God about my true feelings. So I'm like, you know, this does not feel good. I do not feel good. I don't know what you're doing with this, but I'm going to thank you anyway. So right. thank you, God. That's all I said. And it just felt so good to just thank him in the, like, a bad time or whatever. Because it's easy, like you said, it's easy to thank him when everything's going our way. Mm -hmm. But when you stop and take time to be like, okay, this does not feel good. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. But I'm thanking you Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Like, it's it's power in that. So think about that. Um, And also, um, I wanted to say really quick that we are growing with y'all. So for those who are listening, like, we are literally growing with y'all. And I know sometimes um, it is easy to be negative. It's, it's, I mean, like I said, it's natural. Absolutely. I'm somebody who, like I said, wake up negative, you know. I mean, you know, used to, but I had to learn to say, this is not what God says. This is not right. It doesn't feel good. And I had to literally learn, renew my mind Mm -hmm. every day, think positive, make positive choices because it does not come natural until it becomes natural you have to literally fake it till you make it until it becomes one of those things where you wake up positive all throughout the day when a negative thought get in your mind you you know um you know just try to push it to the side and think something positive be conscious be aware be intentional right our favorite word so that is it so just know when you're doing this and going on this journey you're not going to feel it like it i did not feel anything when i was like all i felt was my anger i'm like this don't feel good. <laughs> like, I'm not playing out. You know that meme where that girl, had, like, she, like, making that crazy. You know when she mad, like, um, she, I don't know if she got a whooping or something, but you know how you be looking right after you get a whooping, you be mad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the look I had on my face or whatever. Just, like, just really, really angry. And so I'm like, okay, but I'm thanking you in, anyway. Yes. I still and then right the after anger. that, like you said, you'll share your own time, but you got <laughs> one of the biggest blessings and news of your life. Exactly. So. Right after that. And that's what I'm saying. It's. How he sets stuff up is not how we think things are going to happen. Like, Amen. the way what he uses, what we think is defeat, it's not. Yep. So, again, wow. it's, it, don't base anything on your feelings. Your feelings are a lie to. Like, your feelings don't. They're deceitful. They are deceitful. Like, they, they are feelings. I'm not saying, you know, hide that because that's what I was doing, hiding my feelings. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. But don't base what you're, how you, um worship God don't base how you you know make the next step or make a decision on your feelings exactly. you need to take a step back pray about it first and foremost and then watch God work mm-hmm. so um and you know Pastor Evans always say feelings have no intellect mm. so they literally don't like you said we'll be thinking it's so many times I've thought something mm. been upset been whatever and wasted my wasted my anger wow or, or wasted my you know me being upset wasted whatever and it wasn't even what it was wow so. Exactly. It's like a veil over our yep. eyes. We can't see past our feelings. Yep. When we when we live in our feelings, like it's just it's flesh. Yes. It's natural, like you said. It's exactly. natural. It's the flesh. That's automatic feelings. Mm-hmm. They don't have intellect, like you said. So yeah. don't live in your feelings. Feel them, but don't live there. Exactly. Um, get God's perspective. Pray about it. And first and foremost, just for the the main goal of this topic, go to God in prayer. Because mm-hmm. I've had to do that recently. Um, 
Ask, tell him that you're going to open every door in your heart, any area that you've hidden from him, open it up to him and tell him to come in and heal it because... Again, the survival mode, those hurts, those that trauma that from our past mm -hmm. need to be healed. If it was healed, we wouldn't still be reacting the way we do. So as for that healing, he, uh, Pastor Carmelie also said he doesn't reveal something to you that mm -hmm. he's not going to heal. So mm -hmm. when he reveals it to you, that's good. be ready for that healing, be ready for that deliverance. Yep. So that's, that's all good. I got. Okay. So um, like you said, um, basically, you know, we're trying to help you guys uncrown survival mode because we know that it's natural. We know that... It's literally second nature, so we're trying to not only help you guys, but help ourselves in the process. Exactly. Um, figure out how to get from that so we can get to our promises. Exactly. Amen. Okay, so we will see you guys later. Have a wonderful week, wonderful yes. Monday. And wonderful we'll see Martin Luther King Day. Yes, Martin Luther King. Okay, we will see y'all next Thanks, time. Bye-bye.